Welcome to Glen Cove Spotlight. I'm Eric Schumann. And I'm Carolyn Eichel. You're listening to 88.1 FM WCWC.org. Today's today. guest is our very own Mayor Tim Tenke. Welcome, Tim Tenke. Well, hello, Eric, and hello, Carolyn. Thanks for having me today. Hello, Mayor. Thank you for joining us. We're so thrilled you're here. Oh, my pleasure, really. What a year it's been for you. Wow, you know, uh, yeah, you know, it's been uh, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy year, but uh, you know, a lot of things have, are, are still happening. Believe it or not, uh, as much as uh, things are shut down, things are really still moving along. So, mm -hmm. but uh, we'll talk about those things. <laughs> okay, great, thank you. Yeah, year for you and for Glencoe. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mayor Tenke, a little bit about your background, how long you've been working for the city, where you grew up, how long you've been living in the city of Glen Cove? Sure, sure. Uh, well, I, uh, I was born in the city of Glen Cove. I was born in, uh, in Glen Cove Hospital. Uh, my family has actually been in this area for about 118 years. Wow. Um, I'm, uh, I am a trial attorney by trade. Um, I practiced, uh, you know, law for about uh, 20, 28, 29 years. Um, I became a city councilman uh, in 2005. I was appointed when Chuck Levine was, uh, was uh, elected to the state assembly. I took his seat um, and I have been uh, a councilman up until uh, when I ran for mayor. So, uh, and I took office uh, in 2018 as mayor of the city of Glen Cove. Uh, so I've been there a little over two years. And uh, we are, uh, uh, you know, making sure that things are, are moving in the right direction. And Glen Cove is a very, as a, as a, as a, as a uh, I'm sorry about that, as a uh, city is, is growing um, very, very quickly. I mean, there's a lot of projects going on in Glen Cove. Uh, so. Uh, it's great to see. I mean, we're we're hoping that uh, all these things will help us, um, uh, you know, provide uh, better services and uh, and uh, um, housing for people in our in our city, which is well, which is needed. I am uh, also just so you know, I am married. Uh, I have uh, uh, two daughters, and uh, and I have lived in Glen Cove pretty much my whole life. So that's my background. <laughs> and what are some of your favorite things about Glen Cove? Oh my goodness! Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Tough question. Well, you know, this is this is this is probably you know one of my favorite things because I am an avid golfer. I love the having the golf course in Glen Cove. Uh, that's uh, that is a gem on our our North Shore here, and it really is a, a, a great thing. Um, that I was so happy that uh, uh, Mayor DePala back in the day had that built, and that's uh, that was a very good uh, decision on his part. What's your handicap? Uh, <laughs> right now, I don't get as I don't get to play as much as I'd like to, but uh, uh, I'm still probably like around a ten. So, All right, okay, you know, not, not too bad, not too solid, shabby. Solid. <laughs> um, also, uh, I mean, I love all our parks, our beaches, uh, our ball, our ball, ball fields, our hospital. I mean, we have our own police department. Our we have a volunteer a fire department. We have a volunteer and paid EMS. Uh, we have uh, uh, a downtown that uh, really is starting to really pick up again, which I'm really happy to see because we have a new development in downtown, which is called Village Square. Uh, there's a lot of things to love about Glen Cove. I mean, we have a lot of religious uh, uh, institutions in, uh, in Glen Cove, uh, and we have a diverse population in Glen Cove, which really makes it very special. 
you know, we have we have uh, uh, the richest of the rich, and we have uh, you know uh, working family, moderate income, uh, and to low income uh, housing and people here as well. So we run the full gamut in Glencoe, and that's what makes it so special. Yeah, it really does make it quite unique. It's really unlike any other town or city, especially in Long Island. That's true, and we, you know, we're not that, you know, we're not that big. But I always say that we are the the hub, and and I think uh, a friend of mine named Dan Cox had said this: we are really the hub uh, of the North Shore, where we're the financial, the entertainment, and uh, you know, the hub uh, in uh, in in uh, in this area. So people come from uh, the surrounding uh, communities to come to Glen Cove as well, because we have a lot here: the hospital, shopping, and stuff like that. So yes. Now, we talked earlier about, unfortunately, uh, dealing with COVID uh, over the last uh, several months. Are there any things that the city has done uh, to provide services for the community because of COVID or any changes you made in departments to help with, unfortunately, the pandemic? Well, you know, uh, when this first when this first hit back in, in, in March, uh, you know, this was something that uh, was new to everybody uh, you know, across the country. And, uh, you know, we were very concerned. The first thing we tried to do was shut down everything and, we, and follow the, uh, the governor's advice as to, uh, you know, how to uh, uh, protect ourselves and our, and our residents. And uh, one of the things that we, we did was to uh, uh, make sure that our businesses were in compliance. Our police department continued to work through this. Our fire department continued to work through this. Our EMS people continued to work through this. Uh, auxiliary, all, all of them, I, and, I, and I can't say enough about them. Our hospital was phenomenal in what they did during the COVID uh, crisis. Uh, our, our nursing homes, our, our senior uh, uh, assisted living places, all where we were in constant contact with one another. Basically, every single week we were talking just to make sure if anybody needed anything, PPEs, anything that we could do to help them. Getting food out there was a big was a big problem too. So we did a lot of those types of things to make sure people uh, could survive. And, and it really was a, uh, a, a, a tremendous task to make sure that we had, uh, had followed up on that. And I'm, I'm proud of everybody who was involved that we really made that and, and it was successful as well. And you of course still kept the, um, the council, the city council meetings on live stream. And uh, of course you put out things in social media to let people know of any changes and, and any uh, assistance that people would need all through that as well. Yeah. And, you know, Eric, I, I don't know how many I did. I think I did nine robo calls. I mm -hmm. think we were putting out things on Facebook. Uh, we were, we were trying to make sure people had, because one of the things that uh, uh, people wanted was they wanted to know what was going on and, and having information was very important during that time. And I got to say that the governor did a fantastic job on a daily basis. He was giving briefings, and, and we were following those those recommendations, but I was also uh, curtailing what he was saying and trying to put that out in our local area for our residents uh, as well. So as, as a resident myself, it was very good to get constant information from the city, from the hospital, from the school districts. It was it was really helpful in a very difficult time. Yeah. And, and I'm glad I'm, I'm happy that you, you say that. Um, and, you know, as as the uh, the uh, weather changed and we started going into the summer uh, weather, uh, started warming up, people wanted to get outside. So I started slowly opening up our parks, slowly opening up our beaches, opening up the golf course. But we had very strict rules on, on uh, social distancing and masks and everything. 
So uh, people were very appreciative and they did follow the rules. And, and again, our numbers were, were initially very high and they came down because people were following the rules. And, and, and if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for people following the social distancing, wearing a mask, uh, you know, doing those types of things, I, I really think this could have been a lot worse than it, than it was here in Glen Cove, especially so. Well, it was great having that option too, of getting out of the house and going to public parks and going to these uh, uh, public beaches. And it was great because all the signs were clear. They were all, you know, and everything again was online as we discussed. So everyone knew what to expect. Everyone knew what to do. And to be able to go out and get outside and do some of these activities while we're, they were limited at first, you kept expanding the times and, and extending times um, and location. So it was really great to have that as an outlet for so many families and people in the city. Well, you know, that's a, that's that's nice that you say that, Eric, but it was really based on people's um, um, reaction to the, me opening these places up and then following the rules that allowed me to continue making longer hours, opening them up more, opening up more things. Uh, to do that. So it was a, it was really a joint effort between the public and, and my office and the police department and all our, our first responders to, that enabled us to do that. People following the rules. So that was, uh, that was quite good. Yes. And you know what, Mayor, with your leadership and, you know, with the communication, it was always current. It was always clear. You were out there. You were in front of it. At least that's how I felt. Um, as a Glen Cove resident, and I really appreciated that. So thank you. Well, thank um, you for saying so. Thank you. And you know, uh, you know, as you know, as we got uh, through the started through the summer, we were able to, uh, based on the governor's uh, rules, uh, open up our restaurants. And when we were able to do that, we decided that we were going to close down School Street and Glen Street uh, for several days. Uh, you know, Thursday through Saturday to allow them to expand and give them an opportunity to recoup some of these losses. My goodness, I mean, it's, you know, to be shut down for so many months and not have any income coming in is so difficult on our businesses. And, you know, one of the ones I feel really badly about are the gyms that really suffered. Uh, but due to the nature of what they are, they're, they're, they're just tough to open them. Now they're finally starting to, to reopen them now. But, uh, wow, what a long stretch they had. So we're really trying to make sure that everybody is safe. That's the main thing. Uh, that we don't want to see a resurgence of this. And you see a lot of places, uh, you know, not just in the United States, but uh, in Europe and, and China, there's a resurgence of this. And we really don't want to see that here. No, now, you just don't. talked about the, the outdoor dining uh, from Thursday through Saturday night. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that, about when it started? Uh, when or can we expect to keep going with this? Um, how many restaurants were involved and where exactly is it located? Sure. Um, it was in our downtown area. It ran, if you know, the downtown on School Street from Highland Road all the way down to Bridge Street and then from Bridge Street uh, down to uh, on Glen Street to Pulaski Street. That's where uh, we determined through the bid and, and, and Patricia Holman was a, a very, uh, the bid director was uh, instrumental in getting us uh, to know where this is going to go. Uh, she does a great job. The, yeah, the area that we needed to use, to utilize. And uh, we started this, I guess it was, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact uh, time we started, whether it was in May or June, I can't remember uh, exactly, but we've now expanded it uh, to, uh, to November, to the beginning oh, of great. November. Yes. And uh, we wanted, again, as much as we can help to, to, uh, to help these restaurants recoup some of these uh, losses that they have, we're going to do so. And, 
And uh, we, I like to see other businesses maybe stay open late when people are done with dining, maybe walking around, uh, they can uh, utilize or take advantage of some of the other shops that might be open. So there are, they, you know, they, they start up by, uh, by the theater, the restaurants there, they go down uh, past La Boussola, down uh, to the downtown. Uh, Noble Savage uh, was one that was uh, taking uh, advantage of this. So there were quite a few of them that were out there that were taking advantage of uh, the extended hours and the closure of the streets. So that was uh, uh, a very, I was very happy to see that. I think the closing of the streets was brilliant and it's so nice to see life down there. The first time I saw it, I was so excited. And I think, Mayor, there were other towns that actually followed what you had done in your footprint. Um, yes. So kudos to you. But it was just so nice to see life and to see people. And people were being safe and they were distanced and they were approaching restaurants with masks on. So they were taking precautions, but they were also able to get out and, and just enjoy yeah. being. I, you know, I, Carolyn, I felt the same way when I started to see people emerging from the houses because during a, a, that long period of time, almost three months, you would drive around Glen Cove, you wouldn't see anybody. That downtown was really just shut down, quiet, nothing going on. And to be able to see those people coming back out and then to enjoy themselves, to get out and do something was really, really a good feeling uh, for me as well. So I'm yeah, glad we, that uh, you pointed that out. We usually had the Friday night downtown sounds in the summer and, and due to the situation, we couldn't do it. So instead they did it live stream and they played the music live on Friday nights downtown for all the, the restaurants um, and, and all the, uh, the the people attending, you know, uh, your downtown um, wonderful restaurant uh, in the streets there. So it was really nice also to hear that wonderful live music and see it online if you couldn't make it downtown. It, really, really nice. And Eric, you know, that was actually uh, cutting edge because uh, it was never done before like that. And, uh, and uh, uh, again, Patricia Holman, um, with uh, uh, some of the other members of, uh, I'm trying to remember, of the bid, um, who has the re recording studio uh, right in the downtown there, uh, put, put together um, a group. And they were actually recording, uh, I think, somewhere in either in Deer Park, or, and then they was, they was being streamed over to Cold Spring Harbor and then shot over into Glen Cove. That's how they made that happen. And it was just, uh, it was amazing to me that they could, uh, they, they, they thought of that and that it actually worked. So it was great to see that we had music downtown as well. Yeah, it just adds something to the night, you know, sure. especially uh, just because it's live music. Speaking of live streaming, um, Mayor, I know all your meetings have gone virtual, correct? Like council Yes, they meetings. have, yes, yes. Has that increased your resident participation? You know, um, I see uh, during the uh, the council meetings that we had, we had uh, quite a few people that would participate um, online. I don't know if uh, if everyone had the opportunity or having the uh, the equipment, the computer with uh, the ability to do that could join us. But there were quite a few people that were. We are for the first time. We had pre-council. The council itself met in City Hall for the first time last uh, Tuesday, and tomorrow will be our first live broadcast from City Hall, the entire council together. Um, it'll be virtual for the, uh, for the public, but we will be together in City Hall. Of course, socially distance, distancing and, and taking those precautions, but uh, we will be doing that, yes. yes. And you actually always had the City Council meetings uh, available for live stream 
um, to anyone who was not able to come to City Hall to attend the meetings. Because I myself, I know there were times I was busy, but I could just go to the city website and watch the live stream of the, uh, the city council anytime I wanted. Yes, Eric, that's absolutely correct. And we still do that. And, and there are still available. But if people want to participate, we are making sure that they have a way to do that. So. Nice. Good. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Mayor, we'd love to continue this conversation. You're listening to Glen Cove Spotlight on 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. Welcome back to Glen Cove Spotlight. I'm Eric Schumann. And I'm Carolyn Eichel. Thank you for joining us again. And our guest today is Mayor Tanky. So welcome back, Mayor. Nice oh, to have thank you. Thank you. So I would love to talk about Glencoe Hospital and your relationship with them. I know you have a very strong relationship with them. I also know you work so much hand in hand with them throughout COVID. Um, but talk to us a little bit about that relationship and what makes it work. And I just, again, feel we have such a wonderful place in our beautiful city that we're all so fortunate to have. And I'm personally so glad it never closed. So if you could just well, share a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you say, you say the right thing right there. You said that you're so glad it didn't close. And, and, and that was so important, the fight to keep that open. And, and uh, they, they realized that, uh, that it was so important to us in Glencoe and our surrounding communities that, uh, it did remain open, and that was a, uh, a godsend because the COVID, the, who, who would have expected COVID? Nobody. And uh, here it came, and let me tell you, the, uh, the hospital was absolutely phenomenal. They're, they're uh, under the direction of Kerry Scanlon. Uh, she is the uh, uh, executive director of the hospital. Uh, Susan Rasick is their, uh, their PR person that uh, deals with the public and with my office as well. And their uh, um, chief medical uh, um, supervisor is Dr. Brad Sherman. And uh, he has been uh, terrific as well. And we had met on a regular basis uh, via our uh, teams. And uh, they, they gave us information that was really critical on how to respond to the, uh, to the COVID within the city uh, uh, on masks and, and social distancing and, and what should and should not be uh, taking place. And they were instrumental in really uh, uh, curtailing the spread of this throughout our city. And uh, I have nothing but uh, but you know high high regard for them and and uh, and thanks for for everything they've done. And it wasn't just for the city uh, on the outside. They also helped our surrounding uh, um, you know uh, institutions such as uh, our uh, um, assisted living places, our nursing homes you know, all those places that really were kind of in the dark as well on, on how to respond to this. And they helped out. Uh, we met, every one of us got together every Wednesday, I remember, and we, we uh, met and to see what each other needed and how we could help and, and getting uh, um, not only just information, but supplies to everybody. And the hospital was absolutely terrific in doing that. Yeah, and I remember hearing that, that you had done that weekly and what a collaboration you know, to pull together and for them at the height of this, which is something, I mean, we had actually talked to Carrie, um, you know, and just something as, as massive as COVID and, and working through that, but them also being a support to the community and you're right, to the skilled facilities and the assisted livings. 
Um, just an amazing job by them. Really. One, one of the things that they always uh, felt, they felt the love from the community because they, the, the outreach from the community, sending food to them and, and, and support. And uh, when we had the fire department come and we, you know, we, we stood outside the hospital and, and, uh, and thank them. And they were just so appreciative. So many of them were, were in tears when they saw that. And uh, it was, it was so nice that, uh, you know, the, the, the community responded to the hospital as, as much as the hospital responded to the community and what was going on there. So it's a really a great partnership. Yeah, they sure did. And I have friends that are nurses there. So when that drive-by happened with the fire trucks in the community, um, people really were overwhelmed with emotion. You yeah. know, and they just felt like the city of Glen Cove was hugging them. So it was very special and very needed, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and it's so important to show that we have that gratitude for them uh, and, and how hard we know that they work. Some of those people didn't leave for sometimes weeks uh, out of there. So, and, 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 and not to be able to go home to their families or, or if they were in the hospital, they didn't want to infect their families. So they, they stayed separate from them. It was just, it's an unbelievable story. You know, it really is. It really is. Absolutely. And they are our healthcare heroes. That is for sure. That is, they are heroes. That's for sure is right. Yeah, so definitely. Didn't Northville did some antibody testing uh, also for the city of Glen Cove, correct? They did. They did. Uh, you know, and in June, they, they uh, partnered up with the Presbyterian Church and they offered free testing uh, for, uh, for the entire day that they were there. They, they, I don't know, remember how many did, they did a lot. It was hundreds of uh, yeah. tests that they did. And uh, they, they, uh, they provided that free of charge to the community uh, to make sure that they, uh, you know, that they were giving people who who felt that they had no way of getting that test a place to go where they can be tested, and that was really, you know, that just shows the character of the hospital, uh, uh, that that whole part of the community. They they really are part of our community, and and we're happy to have them. Yes, I agree, definitely. You also have a great relationship, I know, with the skilled nursing facilities as well as the assisted livings too. Yes, yes. I mean, we have we have Glengariff, we have uh, the Regency, we have the, all, all of them all together. Sunrise. There, there are so many that we have here in the town. And yet, I, I went to each one of them and I met with uh, with them and uh, to see if there's anything they needed. And they were again with their with their outpouring and and their appreciation. We we did a drive by for Glengariff. We did one in front of the Regency. So. They, they, uh, they are so appreciative of that and they do such a great job here in the city and they take care uh, of, our, of our sick and our elderly. And, and, I, and I have to say that that's, that's an admirable thing to be doing. So, and, and, and in such a tough circumstance, I mean, people were afraid. I mean, the people were literally afraid to do things and here they are, they're fighting right there side by side with it. So uh, I gotta say that they are truly, truly heroes. Yeah, they are, they are too. And I'm glad that they were appreciated also. And you're right, so many people were afraid, you yep. know, that we're on the front lines providing direct care. So, and we do, we have six facilities in this city, which is um, amazing too. And I think that also leads us into talking about being an age-friendly city, which I know we partnership, you know, with, with uh, Senior Center to make that happen. And yes. just welcoming for everybody. It is, and you know, and it's important. You know, we we are, believe it or not, we're an aging uh, population, and uh, and not just here in Glen Cove, but across the country. And uh, and in order for for uh, us to make sure that we take care 
of our elderly who are, you know, our, our responsibility too. I mean, I, I feel that very strongly. But also, you know, they're very independent uh, people and, they, and a lot of them want to remain independent and I, I give them kudos to doing that. So we want to provide things for them to do and, and, and access to certain things. And uh, being an age-friendly city does that. And it also, we're, we're in partnership with, the, with Nassau County uh, with that as well. And, uh, and I tell you, it's, uh, it's been a great response. And I, I do have to say this because I know I'm bragging a little bit, but we have the best senior center uh, I believe uh, in the country. I, 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 you know, I don't say that uh, lightly. I say <laughs> it is, it is, it is the best. It is a premier uh, senior center. And, uh, and again, I know that, that uh, um, you know, along with the uh, age friendly city, the senior center themselves are, are, you know, really trying to gear back up to make sure that they can reopen. And uh, we don't, we don't have a, a set time yet for that, but uh, I know we're working on that. And uh, I know Christine Rice and, and Eric uh, Schumann here are uh, are working with the with the staff there to make it a safe and a uh, and a uh, clean and a uh, and a place where our, our uh, seniors can gather and and uh, and feel feel like they have a place to go and and, and things to do and and they you know the the uh, the senior center has always provided programs and art things and, and, and music and, and dinners and lunches and everything. Uh, and, and it's been uh, something that has been missed. I know uh, I got a lot of letters from seniors requesting that, you know, let us know when we can reopen it. So uh, hopefully sure. soon. Hopefully we've soon. Been, we've been really working hard here, as you know, Mayor Tenki. Uh, you know, we, we have everything set. So, you know, sooner than later, hopefully we'll, we'll have the word and we'll be happy to, to welcome everybody back. Yes. Um, yes. At, would you be able to talk to us a little bit about your mask up campaign? Ah, what a great thing that is, because one of the things, and I'll, and I'll talk about it in a second, but one of the things that has been proven, proven to fight against the spread of this virus is wearing a mask, mm -hmm. okay? And uh, the more people that wear masks, the less it's going to be have the ability to spread. And the mask up campaign was we had five uh, uh, groups uh, in a, in our town: the Bid, the Gun Cove Chamber, North Shore Hispanic Chamber, Gold Coast Business Association, and the IAC got together, and they put out signs throughout the city saying, uh, you know, mask up. Basically, uh, you know. Uh, Wearing is caring. And that's a great saying because you're not just saying I care for myself, but I care for other people by wearing a mask. And, and that's that's what's so important about that. And, and it, whether you go to a supermarket, you go out to a restaurant, you, you, you know, you're uh, you're in an area, you know, you're going to be close to other people, uh, even for a brief moment. You wear a mask and you make sure that we're not spreading this this virus uh, any further than it needs to be. I mean, we don't we want to see this thing go away. We certainly, we, you know, and we need to do everything we can to make sure it does. So I'm very proud. I'm very proud of, uh, of all those agencies that got together and decided that that was important enough to make sure that, and make it a campaign and, and, and do so in Glencoe. So uh, we at City Hall, uh, myself and the City Council, uh, uh, support that 100%. Boy, we've come a long way with masks, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How well, many all the different ones. <laughs> That's large, right. People fighting on Facebook. You don't need a mask. Oh. And then it was, yes, you do need a mask. You better be wearing a mask. 
Yeah, now I'm it is. Wearing a mask. <laughs> now I see people outdoing each other with designs. Their yes. favorite sport teams, their favorite characters, movies, TV shows, everything. I just need one with a smile on it because I'm usually <laughs> smiling. So. Oh, usually. usually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With those masks, we don't always get to see everybody's features. That's true. One of the most unique things I, I find about the city of Glen Cove is that we kind of have our own thing. We have our own police department. We have our own volunteer fire department. We have an EMS. We have a Harbor Patrol. We have auxiliary police. Our Parks and Recreation Department is amazing. Our DPW is amazing. Youth Bureau Senior Center. I mean, isn't it kind of amazing that you have to lead all of this? There's so much that we offer. Well, you know, you know, I wish we actually had more, believe it or not. You know, <laughs> we, we have a lot and we do. And it is it is a tremendous job to uh, to keep everything moving sm uh, smoothly. That's why we have terrific people in every one of those departments Absolutely. That, are, that are able to uh, continue and and run those departments with with uh, not a lot of interference mm -hmm. from me, you know, oversight, but not interference. And and it's important. I would like to see some more businesses come into our downtown and really mm -hmm. Uh, because then you really would not have any reason to leave Glen Cove because uh, uh, we have everything here. I mean, from uh, entertainment, uh, recreation, uh, shopping, uh, restaurants, uh, the hospital, uh, schools, everything, everything that you could want, we have here. And, uh, and I think that that's why it's such a place where a lot of people never leave because you really don't have to leave. And that's why I'm so proud to be the mayor of uh, Glen Cove because um, it's been, my whole life has been here and I'm just proud to finally be able to give back and serve the community that I love so much. And you just talked about uh, bringing some businesses back and I'm very happy to see uh, the announcements uh, from the bid and, and uh, through social media, some wonderful new restaurants coming in to the city and other businesses coming into the city, even during this difficult time, which says a lot about our city. Yes. And you know, that uh, we've always been a, 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 a terrific uh, city that way. You know, as growing up, I remember my mother didn't have to leave Glen Cove uh, uh, to, to, in order to get us stuff. We, there was clothing shops here, shoes, uh, uh, everything that we needed was right here in town. Uh, I like to see that again. I mean, I know it's tough with the internet nowadays. It's a lot easier to go online and buy stuff and have it mailed to you. But I still would like to see some of those shops back to give the people the option to go downtown and shop and, and, and be down there. And I think RXR has got a lot to do with that, bringing in their, their premier building that they have. And, and they transformed our, our downtown village square to a really a beautiful, uh, a beautiful uh, new um, housing uh, um, complex with retail on the bottom level, which is really gonna be filled and uh, it's gonna provide people uh, with places to go and eat and, and things to do. So. Uh, and, and that doesn't even, uh, I'm not even touching on Garvey's Point at this point, which is another huge area that's been redeveloped with, uh, with housing. There's going to be some shops down there and restaurants and, and the like, uh, which is really, really beautiful as well. That's waterfront down there, you know, with yeah. our esplanade. It's just beautiful. It really is. And parks. Exciting time for Glen Cove. It certainly is. Uh, you know, it's, it's an exciting time to be mayor because there are so many things going on. It really is. So. And, and talking about even some of these wonderful, you know, facilities, we have some of the most amazing beaches, some incredible parks. And one of the things that you offer that I, I do have to say, your, your Parks and Rec program is fantastic. They offered an open play night over the summer. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. You know, uh, you know, 
it was a very difficult year uh, for camps and stuff like that. Uh, so, and we, we put it out that we were going to have camps, but the response wasn't as high. So we offered a free open play night at uh, Macaron Field, okay? And uh, they, we had hundreds of kids, uh, maybe a hundred a night that we have uh, from second grade to seventh grade that took advantage of that, that came down and were able to play sports and, and, and just be outside. And again, it was all under the supervision. They wore masks, and and it was uh, it was done in a a, a safe and healthy way, but that the kids could, could didn't have to be cooped up in the house. They had a place to go and have some fun. So it that was, one, it was important. It, it was great for just socialization for the kids because at that moment, a lot of them were still kind of stuck indoors, right? And uh, a lot of people, um, you know, were afraid to send them to camps. Because, uh, you know, there were some camps not necessarily following all the guidelines. And here we had this wonderful free program for all ages. And it wasn't just sports. They had art, music, and other stuff. They wore their masks. They had a great time. And the best part is the parents could just drop them off and take off. <laughs> so, well, also, so you know, like, you parents, know. <laughs> need, parents need some time off, too, you know. So, that's right. So that, really that's good. That. <laughs> yeah. So that's not a bad thing. So Absolutely. Um, would you like to, to touch on some of the upcoming events you have? So, for example, we have our e-waste and shredding event coming up on September 26th. Yes, that, that's, uh, that's going to run. I, I believe it starts at, uh, uh, I think it's 830. It could be 9 o'clock uh, on the 26th down on Morris Avenue at the end. We have our e-waste and shredding. Uh, please, if everybody would just take advantage of that. Don't throw it in the garbage because then it ends up in our landfills. We don't want that. And if you have like uh, old TVs, computers, stuff like that you want to get rid of, uh, please bring it down there. They'll be happy to take them uh, so you don't have to, uh, they'll, they'll stay out of our, uh, our landfills. And the shredding, if you have papers, personal papers, they'll shred them right there in front of you. Um, and they have a big truck that comes down with a big shredder in there and they'll, they'll dump the, your, your personal papers in there, get rid of them that way. And you, again, you don't have to throw them in the landfill uh, for that as well. And, and again, you, with all the time with, uh, with um, um, identity theft and stuff like that, well, you want to be safe with your with your personal papers, and this gives people an opportunity to get rid of those types of papers. And what's the date again for that? That's on uh, Saturday, September twenty sixth, down on okay. Morris Avenue in Glencoe. Um, also, we have a uh, um, the um, the cleanup of the beaches on uh, October third. Um, that's going to be on uh, uh, October 3rd at Pribal Beach from 9 to 12. Um, we have, uh, uh, bring a mask, but we have gloves and, uh, and uh, uh, stuff to pick up any trash that'll be on. It cleans up our beaches. It's a great event. And there's a lot of people that do it, so it's not really heavy work. Um, and this is usually like the second time. Uh, in the early one, in the springtime, when we first do it, we actually send divers into the water and they actually take, uh, they, they volunteer this. They take uh, stuff that's underwater that you don't see that's dumped in the water and they take that out too. So it's, it's very that's exciting. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break, Mayor. When we come back, we will definitely touch on this more. Everybody show up for an hour though on October 3rd. Do your part. Help clean yeah. up. You're listening to Glen Coe Spotlight at 88.1 WCWP.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Glen Cove Spotlight. I'm Eric Schumann. And I'm Carolyn Ipel. Mayor Tanky, thank you again for being here with us today. 
I'd love to just wrap up what we were talking about with the intercoastal cleanup. And um, Eric, did I see you there last year with your family? Yeah, I, we like to go every year. And I, I know we do it along with our Cub Scout troop, uh, Pack 6, which uh, we love. It's a great troop here in Glen Cove. Um, but it's wonderful for the family. You bring your kids down, kind of show them a little bit of responsibility, teach them that, you know, what happens to garbage if we don't put it in the proper place. Um, but it's really nice. Everyone gets out. It's a nice day. We're all coming together to do something really helpful. And, and we like to do it every year. And, and Mayor Tank, you, you guys do a great job setting it all up. Yeah, you know, Eric, thanks. That, that's, it is true. I mean, if you want to bring your family down, again, this is the coastal cleanup that occurs on October 3rd at 9 to 12 at Pribles Beach. Um, and uh, if it rains that day, it's the next weekend. It's the 10th, but uh, I don't think it's going to rain. So we're going to have a beautiful day for the cleanup on the 3rd. So uh, thanks good. for mentioning that. Yep. And what's great is you guys provide the bags. You guys provide the gloves. So all we have to worry about is a mask. I think you guys even said that you guys were going to even provide the mask this year, but it's always good to have your own. But you supply us with everything we need and we just go out and everyone does a great job. Yes, and we'll even take the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe uh, one of the things that uh, a lot of high school students need is those community service certificates. So if you do need that community service certificate, this is one of those events that you can actually attend and help, and then you will get that uh, for any student that participates. That is correct. That is correct. And we're happy to have them. And we need to keep our beaches clean, not only for us to enjoy, but also for our wildlife, for our waters. It's so imperative. And I think if we can all work together as a community to make that happen. That it's much nice better. Thing to see. Yes. yes, absolutely. Speaking of cleanup, Mayor, <laughs> I would like to applaud you for our hurricane, Hurricane Isaias this summer and what Glen Cove went through and the cleanup measures that were taken. Um, Amazing, and thank you so much. Oh boy, let me tell you something. That was a uh, another another uh, um, event that uh, it got bigger than we anticipated, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it it resulted in a lot of people losing power. the The downed mm -hmm. limbs and the downed trees caused a lot of damage and a lot of power outages throughout the city. And one of the biggest complaints that we heard at, from City Hall was that they weren't getting the uh, PSE&G was not being as responsive uh, to them as uh, as could as they could be. And uh, and, you know, I found that as well. So um, that Saturday, I think it happened on Wednesday, that Saturday, I went out and I found a supervisor from PSE&G. And I said, I'm going to be attached to your hip until Glen Cove is cleaned up. But he gave me his cell phone number and I drove around finding areas that were in need uh, of having power restored. And uh, they, that crew, there was a crew from Iowa along with the PSENG -E supervisors that were here in Glencoe, did a phenomenal job in restoring power throughout our city. And I could not thank them enough because they did a great job. And I tell you, we were there every day. They called me every day. I, was, I went to the scenes with them every day. And we really, uh, we, we, got it, uh, we got it buttoned up. But it took a while. It did because there was a lot of damage. It sure did. And there were also a lot of crews that had to be brought in from other states 
Um, and they also, from what I heard, they weren't staying on the island because there were no hotels. So they were traveling back and forth from New Jersey every day. And yes. uh, there wasn't always clear communication with PSCNG. So thank you for taking the lead on that in Glen Cove. And also for our crews, I think just the cleanup that they did with our trees and everything and, and making sure the roads were clear and everything that you picked up. Well, our guys were, were, they were super phenomenal. They were, they were out uh, during the storm. They started, they were out uh, making sure that roads were clear and that the debris were, uh, uh, was uh, cleared off of, uh, of uh, cars and, and, uh, and, and uh, where power were, was out. Our, our auxiliary police were there directing traffic. We had our police department, but our, our DPW guys, uh, an area is very uh, hard hit including East Island and certain other areas on, uh, on the, uh, uh, in Glen Cove, they were there and they did a great job with their, with their uh, tree crews and getting rid of all the debris. Uh, I can't, I can't say, say enough say about them. them. They did a terrific job. They sure did. And they should definitely be commended for it. So absolutely they were working hard and around the clock. Definitely. And, um, thank goodness that was a short storm too. Yes. You know, and I, it's just amazing, even though when you have a short storm, you know, we, we are, we have a lot of trees at Glen Cove, obviously. And, uh, and boy, I tell you that they, they uh, get a little breeze. Like, well, it wasn't a little breeze. There was, we had some gusts close to 70 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So, and that really took down a lot of the, uh, the, the branches and the trees, but uh, you know, I'm just, thank God no one was really, it was hurt uh, from, uh, from that. I think there was one, one gentleman in the landing that, that got hurt, but uh, uh, more people certainly could have been hurt with the falling branches and, uh, uh, and, and debris. So that was, uh, that was good. I agree with you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This year is the year that just keeps on giving, right? <laughs> now, I'm just waiting for the swarm of locusts to come in and, uh, and the flood, you know? <laughs> oh gosh. No, without a doubt. That was not an easy time. Uh, well, the other thing that I know that was um, on another topic was that was very special, and I know you continue to do it and honor every year is the September 11th memorial that uh, you yes. the um, firehouse. Actually, my daughter was there. She has a friend who lost her dad, so she was there. Thank you. And um, I hope that's something that never goes away. That you Me too. That. Me too. And I think it's, you know, it's really important. And and uh, I think it sends the right message that we're never too busy, we're never too uh, caught up in what's going on, that we can't take time out to remember uh, those people, the, all the people that we lost and the heroes that went in to try to save people on that tragic day uh, that uh, we have to say as take a, a moment, pause and remember them and say thank you to them. And, uh, and tell them that we will never forget. And that was very important to me to make sure we did that. So uh, thank you for, for, uh, for bringing that up. And I, and I think it is important and we will continue it for, for as long as I'm mayor for sure. And I just hope it'll be for as long as all of us have the memory of that. And we, we don't wanna let anybody uh, forget what happened that day. I and, this never forget. and this was also another event that was videotaped and put on to social media for those that couldn't attend. So even if you don't feel comfortable going to an event like this, you still can watch it. And uh, you guys do a great job of making sure that's on there. Can you talk a little bit about um, where people can go, like your the city website, maybe some of your social media accounts so that they can keep track of all this wonderful stuff you put online? 
Yeah, we have the we have the uh, Facebook, the mayor's Facebook page. We have the the city website, and we are on uh, Instagram. Uh, we we do a lot of other uh, uh, locations where we put these up because we you know we know the, the circumstances that we're all in right now with the uh, pandemic and everything. So we want to be able to have people who can't make it be able to see what's going on in their own city as well. And I, I have uh, you know a person in my office, Shannon Volin who has been terrific with this, making sure that uh, these uh, these items get out to the public and that they're able to see it and that they're recorded in a way that uh, people can hear it and understand what's being said, as well as uh, as being able to see it. And uh, she's been terrific. Uh, she is a new addition to the mayor's office and uh, I'm very happy to have her here. Now our, our youth bureau who has been doing, they've been doing a great job over there uh, considering everything that's been going on too. Um, would you like to talk about some of the wonderful programs that our youth bureau are offering right now? Yes, uh, Jackie Yannick and Spiro. Uh, Spiro is our uh, circus is our uh, director over there, and he's doing a fantastic job with uh, with this. Given again our circumstances, our pandemic, but he's doing some remote uh, learning. You know, the, the kids are uh, are uh, having to learn. Uh, you know, certain days they can't go to school, so they have remote learning. So that he takes them into the uh, youth bureau. Uh, they're, they're limited to how many they can take based on how many computers they have and, and what's available, but they take them in there and they're able to remote learn from the, uh, the uh, scene, uh, from the, not the scene, the, um, the youth bureau. And I, and I believe that that has, uh, has been very helpful for, for a lot of students who, um, who, who, if they were doing it from home, would may not, uh, be as, you know, concentrating on it, or they may not have the ability to do it from home or, they just uh, they don't have the parents that uh, have the ability to give them the uh, uh, the the tools to do it the computers and the laptops the tablets and stuff so those are available and uh, we had two grants given to our our uh, our uh, youth bureau uh, for iPads that are that are helping them about ten thousand two two grants that equal about ten thousand dollars which were which uh, we were able to purchase uh, these uh, iPads so that they can uh, these these kids can learn remotely. Uh, and I think that that's been a terrific uh, a benefit that uh, that Spiro has uh, looked at and said, hey, we could do this from the Youth Bureau and help people out. Uh, that that has been great. And they also have the live streaming of the After Three, which uh, is another program that's been around for a very long time that he is maintaining by doing it virtually. And he's, he's really uh, um, got a handle on, uh, on helping these uh, our kids in our community to, to succeed uh, at school and after school. So he's doing a great job down there. So is Jackie. Jackie Yannick uh, is another one that's really working hard to make sure that these kids succeed. They have a wonderful staff there. And my oldest son did the After Three program last year and absolutely loved it. And they even offered the live stream uh, program uh, for after camp uh, and for during the day for, for camp right. uh, live stream, which was really nice. Um, and now that they're also offering the live stream after three to continue it and they do physical activities, they play games, they help with their homework. They have everything right there for the children. So it really is a wonderful program they run there. That is, uh, it truly is. And I'm, and I'm glad we're able to do that. So I, I do want to talk about some of the wonderful activities and, and special events coming up at the senior center. So I'm hoping, uh, uh, we get a lot of people watching online because we have some wonderful events and, and wonderful performances that are taking place online. I know, Mayor Tenke, you're going to want to hear this because we got some great stuff coming up. 
All right. I so, think you might see him at Bingo on Monday night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hear that's been very successful, so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, first, I do want to let everybody know that they can come to the Glencove Senior Center website, and it's simply just glencoveseniorcenter.com. And on that website are important phone numbers and resources for anyone that needs anything. Uh, of course, all of our employees have been working throughout the entire pandemic here and helping out tons and tons of seniors and people in the surrounding communities. So um, if they want, they can, of course, go to that website. And on that website, you will also see a virtual schedule. And uh, we have 10 live streaming classes that take place Monday through Friday during the day. Um, everything from uh, chair yoga to dancer size to tai chi to painting and everything else. So uh, that takes place, of course, during the week, Monday through Friday. The schedule is on the website. Um, so please check it out. Um, for those seniors that uh, need a little bit extra help, uh, we also have a wonderful ADP program. So please, if you're interested, check out the website and it can lead you to all the numbers and the uh, websites and all the information you would need for that. Um, I do also want to encourage everyone to go to our Facebook page because that's where all these live streams take place. What's great about it is that you don't need to be a member of Facebook to enjoy it. Our page is completely set to public. So for anyone who feels a little uncomfortable giving their information to social media, they can simply just go to our Facebook page and watch all of our videos, look at, our, at all our content, and you don't need to be a member of Facebook to do so. So the actual website is, unless you want to, of course, search for it, but it is facebook.com forward slash GC Senior Center forward slash. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash GC senior center forward slash again you don't have to be a member of facebook yeah i just wanted to say one thing before we uh, we end today uh, eric and this is i think this is extremely important that uh this is uh, at the end of this month uh, on the 30th is is when the census cuts off oh yes okay? so i just wanted to remind people if you haven't been counted yet uh this is really the last we're going to be around a glen cove this weekend trying to sign people up so the census, uh, we need to get people counted. We are very low in Glen Cove right now. We're around 60, just over 60%. We need to bring those numbers up. So uh, we will be out with census people this weekend on Saturday uh, at, in the orchard, in the landing, uh, in, in the uh, uh, Mason Drive area. And uh, we'll also be uh, at the uh, Brewster Street Apartments in those areas to get people to register, uh, to, uh, to fill out the census. And it really is uh, uh, very simple to do. There is no repercussions to anybody. They cannot use the information for any purposes other than the, the census. If they do, those people can go to jail. So it's, uh, the law is, on the favor, is in the favor of the people filling out uh, the census to be counted. These last every 10 years. So what we do is for our roads, our hospital, our schools, our library, and our programs. So please, please, if you haven't done it yet, please fill out the census. Thank you, Eric. No, thank you. That's extremely important. We want to make sure everyone understands how important it is. I don't think people realize the funding that comes from the census, correct, Mayor? Yes. And, and how and critical it is. 10 years. Well, if you have a child in third grade right now, by the time this comes around again, they'll be out of high school. So... You know, so it's uh, very important to make sure we do it. That is very important. Um, and I do want to remind everybody, not only do we have those wonderful classes on our Facebook page, those live stream classes, 
We also have wonderful performances that take place every single week. So every Wednesday from 6 to 7.30, right on our Facebook page, we have a uh, music performance, live music performance. We've had some incredible performances. And what's great about this is we save all the videos. So if you don't get a chance to see it Wednesday live, you can go right into our Facebook page, look at our videos and watch all these past concerts. That also goes for all of our live stream classes. So on Wednesday, October 7th, for example, we have our country day. We have a wonderful country singer and, and musician. We have a wonderful performance on Wednesday, October 14th. On Wednesday, October 21st, we have Italian day, an amazing, Italian singer and performer musician and on, on Wednesday October 28th a wonderful performance as well all from 6 to 7 30 live on our Facebook page but the the biggest news I have is our bingo now Maritagi I don't know if you've played yet um, but we are actually reaching across the country now we've in the last wow. Last few months, we've had thousands, thousands, over several hundred play every Monday. Thousands of people will get people from Colorado, California, Ohio, Florida, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Connecticut, everywhere play. And um, what's great is we've teamed up with SAGE, which is a great foundation, raises money for all the wonderful activities and programs at the Senior Center. And we now have sponsors. So these sponsors uh, support our bingo, which ends up going to SAGE, which ends up going to all of our wonderful members here at the center. So uh, if you are free Monday nights, we are um, going to be play, playing in October on Monday, October 5th, Monday, October 19th, and Monday, October 26th. Again, we're playing Monday nights on Monday, October 5th, Monday, October 19th, and Monday, October 26th. We will not have bingo on Monday, October 12th. And all you have to do is go to glencoveathome.com. That's it. You don't have to register. You don't have to pay. You don't have to email a bingo card, go to a special website, then get a special code or anything. You just go to the website and you play your bingo. It's great for all ages, five to 95. And again, it's glencoveathome.com every Monday from seven to 9 p.m. Completely free and always fun. Great, we'll all be there. And that's I a wrap so. for us today. Mayor, thank you again for joining us. Thank, Eric, you, thank all. you for sharing all the wonderful activities coming up. I'm Carolyn Itell. And I'm Eric Schumann. And you've been listening to Glencoe Spotlight on 88.1 FM WCWP.org.